prepare yourself for the weird, the gory, downright nasty things found on VHS. Good luck, scum. Welcome back to episode 140 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with Anthony. I'm here with Grizz. And we are here to celebrate the majesty of the franchise that is called Fanta... No, I guess... You went right into it. Yeah. Yeah, I I was just diving right the fuck in. Uh, The the majesty of the Phantasm franchise. Yeah, Beard's got to catch a bus. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, (laughs) You got a greyhound to catch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like Liz's sister in the movie and just disappear. Yeah, Yeah, listen, uh, listen. I gotta, I gotta go. Uh, Hope everything works out for you here, right? Uh, See ya. She's like, can I get paid? My check. (laughs) (laughs) So what's up, guys? How you doing? Good. Did you, did you renew your WWE? Membership. I have not had a WWE membership in a year. Boom. Grizz, you canceled yours? A couple months ago. Maybe maybe about a month ago now. I've been without it for about a month, I'd say, altogether. And I don't plan on renewing. You showed me something spectacular. Yeah. I officially uh, didn't didn't renew my subscription. This is huge. You busted my balls pretty bad when I I ended mine. It's like going through, like, you know... Your whole life, you always go back, right? Yeah. And then finally, you say, "I had a fuck enough." I and only really it. watch NXT, and then whenever whenever NXT went to USA, I was like, "Oh, this is fucking awesome!" Yeah. So yeah. we ended up uh, finding out about the IWTV app. It's a good app. Fucking great app. Independent wrestling TV app. Malachi yeah. J. Matthews from the Super Tat Film Club podcast turned me on yeah, to it's it. Really good. Anthony, you knew about it already. Yeah. Uh, Grizz, I showed it to you. You're fucking into it, right? That's I've known about it for I think 15 minutes. I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna check it out. No, it's a (laughs) another good one too. Is if you're into like interviews and stuff, and like you know, I I, everyone needs money now. Like I I get it. I'm not trying to like say do this, but sometimes what I do is I pay for the on demand on high spots Uh for a couple months and go through everything I want, and then I kind of just. Yeah, I well, pop. I, you know, I pop. pop I'm not saying out. to do pop that, but I'm just saying if you want to support a little bit, and yeah. then if you're done, yeah, take it off and pause your account and come back. I just, uh, <laughs> I just sent I in my say. Venmo account information, so let's <laughs> <laughs> support well, for a couple say. months. You pop in and out. I'm totally cool <laughs> with it. Until recently, Papa Anthony over here. Until recently, on my New Japan app, and it's funny. My friend Juba texted me about it today. It was like, I forgot how many people were like on my New Japan app, and I was like. Yo, motherfuckers! Can somebody just send, can everyone just send me a dollar a month? Yeah, because like, literally I had like four or five people on it. Wow! So like, you know, I think it was like, and that was to me the better buy. That's not even an, an expensive subscription either. It's a great, it's a great service. It's just hard. It's one of those things like I rarely get to watch it when it's live. Yeah, and I always watch the replays, but I'm on so many sports streaming apps. There's always 
places for me to watch it. And it's like, I want to support them, but if I'm not watching it in real time, I'm watching it like the yeah. day later or the night. Yeah, it's very hard to uh, yeah. watch the, the stuff from Japan. It's, yeah, like, you know, the, the time earthquake, difference. It was our earthquake two days ago. During, during, during the, the match? Yeah, yeah, during the match. That's pretty fucking crazy. People were like, Running, they did like a wide shot. Everything shaking. Wow, they they kept yeah. filming. They don't give yeah. a fuck. Yeah. They don't care. They really don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so why don't we get back into the realm that is Phantasm? So the original Phantasm, a classic from 1979, one of my favorite movies of all time. Beloved, right? You said you know me as like a Phantasm guy, right? That's the first thing that yeah. comes to mind when. That and Zombie. I mean, those are probably the two horror movies I associate with you more than anything. I own yeah. the cleanest copy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna brag about that <laughs> uh, forever. The cleanest copy of the magnetic release of Phantasm that you will ever see. I don't uh, believe it. Oh, dude, it's it's, it's brand new, man. Yeah. I've only Looks seen fun. pictures, but uh, <laughs> it's pretty nice. Let me tell right. you, I, yeah. I always yeah. thought he was a Jack Frost guy. No, no, not not well, not maybe, not the actually. horror movie, I, the Michael Keaton one. Hey just... man, sometimes you have to just relax and sing the blues and sing the blues, baby. Sing the blues. Uh, now everybody knows Phantasm, the the original, as this crazy, dreamlike, confusing as hell movie. Right? Nothing makes sense. Is but it? It a dream? all makes sense. Well, to <laughs> us it does, man. But we're not normal. Now, we have Phantasm <laughs> 2 this week, and this is a sequel that came out in 1988. It was released on July 8th, 1988, to be exact. So, Oh, and I wasn't took, even born yet. Yeah, Anthony wasn't even alive couple, yet. A couple, couple weeks later. You were, was, you were in the oven? I was in the oven. <laughs> you, were, you were waiting? Yeah, uh, my, mom was, I was, my mom was you know, trying to do sweet, coke at the same time. Sweet, sweet incubation. Uh, so I was like, can't wait till this baby's out. So I'm doing coke again. So, uh, so take that. Out. Maybe she'll you know, listen. Well, we'll listen. We'll leave yeah, that. Your mom will listen. You can't ever hear that. <laughs> Imagine it's like one day Anthony's mom calls her. Uh, I'm calls very her up and disappointed, saying, hey, Anthony. She's crying. That's actually well, how she talks. Wow. Nailed it, right? <laughs> I don't mean to go off, dude. That was like, that's that was your mom. I have a good bit. I'm just saying it, it, might, it might be good to tell this story. I do another podcast where I talk about Italian movies and Italian food. Yeah. And um, on it, we, my mom was brought up and I talked about a story where she hired a speech pathologist to come to my house. See, I can't even say it. Came to my house to work with my speech and handwriting. Uh-huh. And um, I went to a family party once and she didn't like my mom and me are dressed with different people. She didn't like how I was using my fork and knife to cut my food. Yeah. So she asked... My, oh, can you just show him how to do it? And then one day I went downstairs <laughs> for my class because she came to my house and she was trying to show me how to use a fork and knife better. <laughs> the, I'm the speech teacher. And my mom heard that. She's like, that didn't happen. I'm like, mom, that happened. She's like, well, you couldn't do it right. <laughs> she like, so she does listen. Immediately. She, she, she like, she's like, well, that's true. Well, you really did not use them right. I doubt she's going to be listening to the one that's covering the fucking abomination. So I want to go over this real quick. Your mother was embarrassed of the way you used your utensils. Yes. So, so she cares. asked my. I The idea of that though was I didn't very use, hard. I didn't, for me she to... was upset. I didn't. I didn't use a spoon to like twirl my pasta. Oh, I, Anthony. Dude. Anthony was definitely one of these guys. Wait, I'm gonna hold my pen up to you. He was definitely a guy like this. 
Yeah. <laughs> my, yeah. old scoo- my little brother yeah, was yeah. a scooper for a while too. Are you a scooper? You know, like this? I, I didn't hit that. I, I could, I could twirl the pasta uh-huh. without a spoon. Yeah. I, I used the yeah, bottom of the plate. I never used the fucking yeah, spoon. Yeah, man, fuck it. What so, am I? So the way that I'm holding the pen right That's now not true. is, is nope. like I'm holding a knife and I'm going into battle. I'm not Georgie Porgy <laughs> over here, man. I you eat like this. Contact me. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. But yeah, so mostly I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure it was the 80s. My mom wanted me out to go back to partying. So it's cool, like, you know. I never done coke. I'm not judging you, mom. That's why I'm sure on your couch in your living room. <laughs> no, my grandma though, my nonna. Oh, yes, yeah, my nonna. Yeah, fucking yeah. Everybody's grandma had Amen. plastic on the couch. One day I'll tell you about the time my my dad made me play bass in front of my grandma. That was a story. <laughs> Kenny Lee over here. Yeah. So what do you guys think about a movie sequel coming out almost ten years later? You think that's always bad news? No. Or you think sometimes it works out? I think it works out. It's so, hit or miss. It's it's real hit or miss. What about, what about Godfather? Of, of, uh, of the writing Godfather of the sequel. Ooh. Well, <laughs> do you feel like this would have been done way better if it was, say, like 1982, 1983, the early 80s? I think it would have been, yeah. uh, I guess, more in line with the original. Yeah, I, I, th- I would definitely hope it'd be more in line with the original. I think what this suffers from, and I think it kind of pins on what you're saying with this this long span of time, is that this was, like, I felt like this was a universal money grab. You know, Universal yeah. Studios was looking for a horror franchise to sink their teeth in. Uh, Phantasm had grown a little bit of, you know, cult status at that point, And they're like, yeah, here's a couple million. Let's see what you guys can do with it. And I think that almost suffers. Uh, the movie suffers from that, I think, in, in, in reality. You know, and I agree with that also because apparently Don Cassarelli, who wrote and directed this, and he wrote and directed all the other Phantasm movies, except maybe Ravager. I don't think he directed that one. I'm not sure. Uh, I gotta, I gotta check that during our break. But uh, he actually admitted that he took a lot of direction from the studio for this movie where they didn't want any dream sequences. So that's something that was a huge, huge part of the first movie that made people like legitimately like, wow, this movie's fucking great, right? They wanted none of that in the movie. They wanted no confusing shit. And they wanted, you know, a more linear plot, something more in line with everything else that was in the movie theaters at that point. And it was the lowest funded movie that they had of the 80s. So, like, for Universal, like, $3 million is, like, pocket change, I guess, yeah, right? Nothing. Like, especially at that's that time. True. But it unfortunately uh, shows in the movie that it doesn't exactly have that same grittiness and that yeah. same, like, weirdness that the original Phantasm has. It loses right? everything not, for me, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I don't like this movie. I still fucking... This is still one of my favorite movies. I absolutely love it. But... Because of the studio, we actually don't have a Michael Baldwin playing Mike in the movie. The main character changes in the second movie all because the studio wanted somebody that was like an active Hollywood actor. Like I saw on like IMDb that Brad Pitt actually uh, like auditioned for the really? role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no always there, yeah. Yeah. Brad Pitt's like always the guy you hear like that was supposed to play. Some <laughs> Dude, yeah. I will agree yeah. with that. He Him is the Clooney. Him or Clooney is well, another no, one. I forgot what I hear. It was like uh, what movie did I hear about recently? Fuck. 
It's like, like I listen to like a bunch of podcasters like, like both back to back like Brad Pitt audition, Brad Pitt auditioned. Yeah. No, this Brad same year down, he turned, turned down, down the role of, of of Chucky in Child's Play. He auditioned to play the actual doll in in Child's Play, but he uh, he lost. I mean, <laughs> lost, lost out to the doll, which the made face. more sense. It was too pretty, you know. It was gonna work. But instead, they had James Lagrasse who played Mike Pearson in the movie, and he doesn't quite, I guess, fit with the rest of the franchise because a Michael Baldwin comes back in three, four, and five. Yeah. So there's also another theory that he, the studio thought that a Michael Baldwin was too ugly to lead the movie. <laughs> he does kind of like that dude Rocky from that movie Mask with fucking Cher. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, he's, not, he's not that bad. I mean, he's like he's an interesting looking guy. I would say, but, what, what like, th- but that was makeup. That's Eric Stoltz. <laughs> yeah, well, it's original Marty McFly. Well, the, was, was that based on a real person? Yes, Rocky Dennis was real. Rocky Dennis was a real person. Yes. I'm sure I feel yeah, bad. Real. Rocky Thanks, Dennis is a real person. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> you know you didn't know this? No. Rocky Dennis is a real person. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So when people make fun of masks, I like I like to remind people like it's a real person. You well, can make fun of the movie for being a little cheesy. But. Well, it wasn't like the Elephant Man. It was like a legitimate like other yeah, person. Yeah, he was a real person. Rocky, if you look up Rocky Dennis, there's photos of him. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Great! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Rocky Chris Dennis. feels terrible now. He's going really to really go. Fine. Well Honestly, go on with your day. I'm, he never I'm did get to go on that motorcycle ride around. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sheriff is tearing up the scenery in that movie. Oh yeah. You remember? I forgot, she yeah. chewed up the scenery. Oh, you're cold, Rocky. <laughs> you're taxifying out of your board, Rocky. You can't be dead, Rocky. <laughs> I really wish that they would have had a Michael Baldwin in this movie. I feel like it would have been a completely different film if he was actually the, uh, you know, the Mike in this one. I agree. I, I think it takes away. <sighs> Eric Stoltz was supposed to be Marty McFly, yeah, right? He was, yeah. They shot seven weeks with him, and then they redid it. Imagine being that bad that they're like, yeah. They didn't say he was bad. They said he was too serious, and they wanted it by the J. Fox originally. <laughs> I, okay. I, I, wanted him originally. I guess, like, the studio yeah. was like, you either can have Reggie... Or you can have Michael back. Like you can't oh. have him. You, you can't have. It's one or the other. And he went with Reggie. He went with that was his his, his choice in the matter. So that's why we that have him buddy, right? forever on. Yeah, that was his buddy. But hey, Michael Baldwin came back. They also yeah. didn't have uh, his brother character Jody in the movie in part two, but he comes back also. See, I, I don't like that. Bill Thornberry, you don't like that he comes back? I don't like that he comes back. I think he should have... I Okay, I fucking think that the first Phantasm is a masterpiece. I think the entire way it's set up... Spoiler, it's a fucking dream in the end, so you're supposed to think, is it? I don't know. (laughs) But I love the fact that it is kind of a dream in that, like, oh, you know, Jody died in a car accident all these time beforehand. That's fucking awesome. That is cool. So I think Jody should never come back because he died in the fucking car accident in the first one. But that's the whole thing. The tall man steals all the bodies from the cemeteries and turns turns them into 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 the spheres. I know. Or the Oompa Loompas. So it would make sense (laughs) that he would come back. You know what I mean? Now, here's the whole thing. Like when uh, Jody like finally like meets up with Mike uh, again, like later on. He's like a fucking, like a super sphere, right? So he's he kind of like has a mind of his own compared to all the other ones. 
So it's like, well, how did it get like that? You know what I mean? Like, why is he a good one? And like, was the first one kind of a projection from him? Like he was being turned into the sphere okay, and all this that's shit. Deep. Like, I never thought of that before. All right. <laughs> dude, there's, a, there's a lot of, I love this movie. Like in Ravager, the fifth one, like how it shows there's like this alternate like dimension. So there's like multiple dimensions because of like, you know, the tall man, because that red planet is another dimension. You know what I mean? It's not fucking Mars. Okay, I just want to say that, like, for me, my love of this entire franchise stops at one. I, really? It, yeah, it's thank it, you. Same. I agree. Okay, I, I agree. And the reason why I think <laughs> that, or I feel that way, uh, is because, like I just said, I love the dream thing. Even though, like, at the end, he gets pulled into the closet, and you're supposed to like be questioning, is it a dream or not? I still think that that's a dream, and it's still kind of like representative of like the whole entire dream state of the movie. And I think that that's fucking great. What I don't like is what's continued on is this adding on of this like more and more just weirdness and shit when it's like, no, this was all a dream. Like you don't have to have this reality of all this weird shit happening because it's all a fucking dream. So that's why I think the first one's great and the rest suck. It's like, you know, it's like a franchise movie about, you know, there's a horror movie and then the actress gets haunted by the killer and all this stuff. <laughs> and then there's like some way it's like a Lifetime movie out of nowhere. So <laughs> how okay. I how I look at this is now in the first movie, you know how like you say it's all a dream and stuff. And then the tall man comes out and he's tall like, man. no, it's not. Yeah. And he grabs More. him and pulls him into the mirror. <laughs> yeah. So what I see then is like. Sorry. You know, that was like a premonition like he has in this movie. You know what I mean? Where he sees things that are going to happen ahead of time. Only he's, you know, it plays out slightly differently. I feel like the first movie is incredibly, incredibly special because it really lucks out with like a really good idea for a movie. Shit that's like nonsensical, like that because of the idea of the movie makes sense you know what i mean there's like a a, it's like a perfect storm of like ideas and things not done correctly that just so happen to work out i feel like it would be very hard to recreate something like that oh yeah that was a bite that's like a a happen chance hit you know the the stars aligned on that set to make phantasm the original one the masterpiece that it's become to be i'm not gonna lie when i saw phantasm uh, the original one as as a kid didn't care for it didn't understand it i thought a couple scenes were cool it took me until i got older and i was able to really you know understand what the fuck a little bit more what that movie was trying to get at that i was like this movie is amazing so i I, but i will agree it's only by happen chance that that movie is so good so i first saw this movie on monster vision growing up they played phantasm one and phantasm two in the same night i like and i made sure i looked it up i think it it was a double feature that would probably get me hooked on both honestly (laughs) so i I saw these very young and then i obviously you know looked for the other ones after i saw these and i was like immediately like wow this movie's fucking great and then when you watch it as you get older you're like wow this movie's like super deep and super depressing yeah. Like, it's really, like, super, super depressing because the whole movie is about this little kid, like, basically missing his older brother that's, like, leaving or and or he's already dead. The downward you know what I mean? spiral like, of coping with loss and failing with it 
is really what the first movie is, is can be about if you think about it in a way. And you're right, that's a fucking deep, depressing movie in many senses. The whole, the to me, the whole Phantasm series is the fact that like no matter what, death is inevitable, and there's no escaping it. No matter what you do, you can't escape. And like, like it that. just keeps coming back. You can't destroy the tall man. You see, he nah, just I keeps coming that. back. Without the tall man, without the tall man, it kind of sounds like Final Destination. <laughs> it, it does. It does. Actually does. Yeah. You, just, you just described Final yeah. Destination. It's a lot or more, a billion other horror movies. There's yeah. a lot more grave. <laughs> there's a lot more grave robbing in this movie, though. So yeah, <laughs> no Sean William Scott. <laughs> yes, that's true. But you know, a cool thing about the franchise is later in the uh, in the movies, you get a lot of B roll from the original stuff they didn't use. So it's cool to like see all these scenes that it's like, wow, I don't remember that. And then you find out like, oh, this was extra shit that they cut and it works in like the newer movies. I wish more movies, like more sequels to great films, like were able to have the foresight to have this extra footage and shit like that from the original films. That's, that's a great feature to have. You know, and also too, like I watched, I just listened to a whole bunch of podcasts recently about like sequels and stuff. Uh It's amazing the movies that you go back to and kind of like you know, like the like classic movies or like any, like movies that had sequels that like they have like th- things where they go back where they did like reshoots and or there were things that were like left over from the original that they didn't use to be like put in. Yeah, shit yeah. like they were just cutting for like, time. Like Karate or, Kid, uh-huh. the the opening of the second one is actually stuff they didn't shoot in the first one. And it, like it's like a big that's like a thing and like say, was, oh that was supposed to be a scene when they find in the, the parking when they find yeah. the parking lot that's actually the end of the old original ending of the first oh, movie uh huh and then like that movie like a much bigger scale Godfather two there's a scene where it's a flashback to like them in the first one that was a reshoot ah. that was so, so everyone like you had a guess and it was like yeah. there was like about thirty of them imagine having yeah. the foresight to like. I'm going to shoot maybe like <laughs> just, like 10 minutes of random other scenes yeah. and shit that would alter things and just keep it in the can yeah. and never tell anybody that I have it. That'd be You great. know what I mean? And then like later on you fucking like make a sequel and it's like, oh, all this fucking like you take camera angles of scenes from the first movie, like you run two cameras and it's the exact same scene shot from a, shot from a different, different angle. angle. Yeah, oh, I that, do that's that. cool. I like that. I've never seen that before. Well, yeah, for sequels too, they want to change like perspective. They just go like, oh, can we see what we had for coverage in this scene back in like two years ago? I feel know? like I've never noticed that like in something that like... It's probably like a budget thing where people are like, we're so fucking lucky that someone gave us money to make this movie. Let's just get yeah. what we can get done and, and move on. But yeah. here's but here's Let's what get I what we can get. Here's yeah. what I like about the phantasm stuff though. It's like in part four. So it's like fucking twenty years later that you're seeing this new stuff. You know what I mean? It wasn't done like immediately yeah. after or whatever, where it's like, of course they're gonna have that shit. Like That's or gotta they be- refilm it and that's got to be like a situation where like they by by just you know luck of the draw the a studio was like hey we have this footage or the director was like hey i found this footage from the first one while i was moving you know in my attic and shit why don't yeah. we use it in this or something like that has to be just you know dumb luck that they were able to do that well yeah. the original cut of phantasm i think was originally supposed to be like three hours fucking long like it was long oh. as hell and they had to cut it down long as hell i, I would have watched the original cut i don't give a fuck i can watch that movie all What's day the, every day isn't like the other isn't the, the cut now like two hours 
it's still long. Yeah, the original this you Two know is part one is is still long, and I I feel like that movie doesn't drag yeah. at all. I feel like that movie's fucking well, solid as yeah, fuck great. from yeah. beginning to end. Yeah, it's not like they spent an extra thirty million dollars made the movie four hours long. Let's let's hit the trailer and we'll uh, get into this movie a little bit more. Phantasm, the delusion of a disordered mind, a phantom, a spirit, a ghost. For ten years, the secret of Paragord Cemetery has remained a mystery. Now, three innocent people are about to discover the ultimate evil. You think that when you die, you go to heaven. You come to us. We've got to warn people. This summer, the ball is back. Phantasm 2. It's only a dream. It's a dream. No, it's not. Rated R. Phantasm 2. I guess I'll do the synopsis this week because it was my idea to do it, and I take full responsibility for all of this. Uh, The tall man is back, and this time... He's even more pissed than the first movie. <laughs> and only Reggie, Mike, and Mike's telepathic girlfriend <laughs> are able to stop him. There Imposter you go. Mike. Tall man's <laughs> back and he's even taller. Uh, it's it's funny because this movie is different in the fact that like Phantasm 1 pretty much takes place in their hometown. And that town only, right? You don't really see them go anywhere. And from the second movie on, it turns into a road movie. All of them are like that. They're co- you don't like that? I hate it. <laughs> now, I read that he got the idea to make the movies like that from the ending of Salem's Lot and like the beginning where like Ooh. they become uh, like vampire hunters and they're on the road like hunting vampires. I was like, holy shit, I had no idea. And it makes sense because it's like a similar idea. It's like these two dudes, like an older guy and a younger kid. Like going out trying to like fucking kill these monsters, but you're not really into the road movie stuff, well, right? I mean, to be to be fair, Coscarelli got all of the ideas from this movie from other movies that he saw. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the thing with like younger directors and these like lower budget movies. It's like oh, you could tell these guys were fans of certain people because they literally took parts from other movies. A hundred percent. And even like the first movie, like you had, you know, put your hand in the box, Michael. And that's like a whole thing from like Dune. You know what I mean? Like there's always going to be some shit like that, which it's understandable. Dude, you know, the first like, one feels a little more original. Yeah. Like it, it feels homegrown. This one feels like blatant, uh, <laughs> blasphemous horror ripoff happening every other turn I see. I can name like probably five horror movies Right now that this is ripping off in a different give me, give me give me a few of them. All right, like hundred percent. Obviously there's the Sam Raimi connection and yep, he is yep. is he is stealing 
100% Sam's camera work in a lot of shots. Uh, yeah, 100%. There is 100% a part that looks like Freddy Krueger. And uh, yes. he, I mean, that thing, dude, if that's not a miniature stolen from a Nightmare on Elm Street set, I don't worm, know what is. Right? From the part three one? Yeah. Like the Freddy worm? It, it looks exactly like that. <laughs> uh, even when in this, in this, there's a part in this film where the tall man has like this fucking thing coming out of his forehead. It, it's a fucking Cenobite looking fucking yeah. thing, dude. It's Hellraiser ish. I mean, it's, it's really a conglomerate of all of my favorite. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love those people too. I get it. Yeah. Coscarelli, but I'm just not making movies that I'm ripping these motherfuckers off. You know, yeah. <sighs> Now, something that I noticed after thinking about it, and I read it a little bit, you know, I actually, I don't know if I read anybody specifically say it, but I do see, you know what I did? I do see the connection between Evil Dead and the, and the Phantasm movies. Like there's some like slapstick comedy in there, like truly horrific things happening. And then something like goofy will happen where you'll chuckle. You know what I mean? Like maybe the dwarf gets hit with something and it, it gets like fucking smashed against the wall and it's funny like the way that it looks you know what i mean smashed. like I, I i could see the connection there you know and they actually have sam raimi's name on the bag of fucking cremated remains in this in this movie which is really funny did he, you see that he was on the set, set for this yeah. yeah yeah he visited the set uh apparently when they were like going into the giant mausoleum at the end apparently he was there and they couldn't find a role to put him in at that point so they just had his name on that. So, Sam's brother you know, was apparently, like, yo, this fucking Coscarelli is ripping your shit. You got to get over <laughs> this set, dude, and well, check this out. <laughs> apparently they were buddies. Like they were friends. Oh, really? Uh, so it's a little maybe bit they of a just pass. had similar, maybe they just had similar, you know, uh, you know, how mean you made a movie. It would probably look pretty similar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like similar like, ideas. Oh, you got to get this fucking evil dead money. You got to do these shots like this. You do yeah. your shots yeah. like this, yeah. buddy. Handheld, handheld. Shake the camera. Shake Why the is camera. there so many tripods? Use the hand. You know, it's something... Hope that steady cam's not too steady. <laughs> I really like when they do like the sphere vision where it yeah. turns into like the predator cam and it's like kind of shaky back and forth. Like, <laughs> It's, You're getting seasick watching it. It's I funny you like call that. it the Predator Cam. In my notes on my phone, I wrote, this looks like a Crossfire commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is the second time we referenced cough, Crossfire in the past We're two for weeks. that fucking Crossfire money now. Yeah. yeah. Yo, yeah. Crossfire, hit me up. Is I will promote it. Is that still a thing? Yeah. Any pog company want to sponsor me? <laughs> it's Anthony. He's back and in pog form. <laughs> Slams only, please. Slammers only. Oh, my God, Anthony. You can't, you, can't ex you know. Can't Listen, expect the world. I, I do not want to be on a piece of cardboard. Put me on a slammer. <laughs> no, Anthony, you're getting the cardboard treatment oh, now, right? Boy, okay. <laughs> me and me and Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> so, uh, Phantasm Two, more of an action movie. Do you think with like a little bit of horror mixed in? Yes. Compared to the first one, where I'd say yeah. it's more of a psychological horror film, right? A supernatural horror. This is more straightforward action, right? Mm -hmm. And that's definitely the universal influence that's over the project. They give you that money, and once you take it, you're kind of uh, under the thumb. You know, fucked. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna kind of decide what you do, and of course, Universal's gonna want something that's more widely accepted by the mainstream yeah. audience. And I think most normal people would watch the first Phantasm and be like, "I do not know what I just watched." <laughs> Despite the fact we, uh, by we, I mean my whole family, watched the whole. <laughs> 
the whole Phantasm series, like on a when the Joe Bob thing happened. We watched all the movies, my whole family. So I love that's, it. Yeah, they liked it. So if your family is a is kind of into that shit, I guess. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I don't know. I also watched Driller Killer with them. So that's. <laughs> so with, when Universal like put this money up, you obviously have to under like you're going in thinking, all right, Universal wants some wants a return for one, but they also want another horror franchise under their belt. Of course. So say this takes off way bigger than it does. Two is a uh -huh. major fucking hit. Can you picture and can you describe to me what you think the Phantasm ride at Universal Studios would be like? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I would fucking love that. Sign me up. All right. Let me think. Did you did you think of this already? I did not. I just I just put it together because I, I Universal is awesome. I love going there. Like like this is me too. Like this is like the next huge fucking like sci-fi horror franchise like Alien. It's nineteen ninety yeah. and this shit is blown up and they're gonna be in like all right Jaws ride kicks ass. What's gonna be the next thing we're gonna do? Fucking Dude, Phantasm. Yeah, Phantasm. Okay. I think it'd be a walk through haunted house. I, like I think that. it'd be like a walk through one. Kind of like the Haunted Mansion, but not that's not what well, that's Disney World, right? Gotta yeah. be amped up. But like kind of like that, I would think it would be their Haunted Mansion. I think you could do a Haunted Mansion type thing, like yeah. a, like a like a straight like you, you walk you walk through, and then at the end before the ride ends, you get on like that that cart. Remember, you walk through the beginning of Haunted Mansion, then you get in on that yeah light. yeah the doom the yeah. doom buggy yeah, <laughs> like, and it takes you around. That could be that. They could use the, uh, you could go into a, a, what's it called? Like a hearse. I was going to say, I would like yeah. to be in a cat, like a coffin going yeah. through like, you know, uh, the mausoleum and shit like that. You go into the dwarf world and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. You could go into the other planet, like the other yeah. dimension. It'd be like, like a roller coaster ride, but you're in a fucking coffin. You can kind of go through yeah. these different things. I don't know. There could be some pretty cool. Yeah. There's got to be silver Dude. balls too. You got to get tons <laughs> of balls in your yeah. face. That's like a yeah, key thing balls Universal. flying around. Oh, balls in the face. Yeah. <laughs> And you guys got balls end, in your tall, face at Universal, right? I mean, that yeah. happened to everybody. Yeah. And at the end, the tall man will, a mechanical tall man waving, saying your name. Thank you very much, Michael. No, it Thank just, you very much, no, Greg. No, no, no. He would just, he would, he would just go, boy, girl. Yeah, you could take a picture with it. That'd be like the key thing. That was my favorite oh, part of E.T. Did you picture with the tall man? I got mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. E.T. E e remember the E.T. ride when you yeah, leave? They yeah, say it in. Yeah, of course. Thank and you, would, Michael. Thank was, you, Anthony. <laughs> That's the one guy that I sit there all day. God, God forbid you had like a silent letter in your name or something. Like, <laughs> Jesus. I would love a Phantasm roller coaster. Like, almost like the Saw roller coaster over in England that they have. What? That's um, a Saw roller coaster? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I gotta over look at that. They that sounds cool one, as yeah. fuck. But like, imagine like a really fucked up, like like a Space Mountain type roller coaster, but it's Phantasm. So like yeah. you're going through like the the portal to the other dimension. Now you're in the fucking red place. And you know, in the first one, when uh, Mike's falling like through and it's all cloudy and shit, like you could have tunnels like that with that you're going machines through. machines and shit. Yeah, with red lights around and you're, you know, that would be cool as hell. I like it. Yeah, that would be really cool. Hey guys, make make us rich enough so we could uh, build a phantasm like haunted yeah. house of just some like a sort. Horror That'd be great. theme park would be sweet. Yeah. Like, just we like could... just horror themed rides would be fucking awesome. Everything. Yeah. 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 I was there five like in 2015 was the last time I was there. 
uh-huh. and um, the only old ride that was still there, I believe, was Men in Black. Yeah, which Damn. is like, which was cool that was because new it was when like I was untouched. there last. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying it looked untouched, and that was like the cool thing about it. Like, was that like, and then I think then this, I think it's like then it's The Simpsons, which took over Back to the Future. Which uh, is I love the Back to the Future. Yeah, ride. they definitely changed that. Oh. I know that's like a, a new thing. But the Back to the Future ride's so good. Oh What's boy, it? they 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 took away all the best shit. Tom's are changing. <laughs> yeah, King Kong's gone. I think right. That's been long gone. I think uh, Earthquake Jaws is gone. Everything Earthquake's gone. Twister that's probably gone. Right. No, Twister was there when I was oh, there. Thank I think. God. Sweet there we go. <laughs> um, so Phantasm Two, like I said, more of an action movie. Something in this movie that I think is like akin to Jason getting his mask in part three is Reggie making the double shotgun, the four barreled shotgun. That weapon pretty much follows him through the rest of the series. You know, the whole franchise, it's synonymous with Phantasm along with the Silver Spears. One time in this movie. Well, they didn't, you know, they had a, they had a, I hate that. But it's special then. You know I what guess, I mean? Yeah. When you use it all the time, then it's like, oh, okay. Oh, great. Like, you He's just got his four-barrel shotgun again. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love that because it's such like a unique thing that I feel like it's like obvious, you know, to do in a movie. And I don't think I've ever seen it besides that. It's a great right, scene when they're like, you know, getting all those guns together and he's building that four barrel. And what's his fucking name there? Uh, Mike's Mike, building yeah, the flamethrower. Flame yeah. It feels like a, a scene from like that video game Left 4 Dead. It just kind of like where like you're building these fucking weapons going out ready to just slay some ass. I, I love that. It's so cool. And they pay for everything at the end, right? He leaves <laughs> well, the money. Be polite. I love that. That That's like a really iconic scene for me. I feel like I've always remembered that. Like for some reason that sticks out. One of my favorite and, scenes from the movie. Yep. And I, I feel like that sticks out to me from this movie. Just like the scene of the tall man walking by the ice cream truck in the first movie. Yeah. Where like, that's great. for some reason that scene just like sticks out to me. Maybe because like when I was younger... And like my family used to go to Pennsylvania and stuff like we would go to places and it used to look like that back then. You know what I mean? So it almost like looked familiar, like it was a place you could have went to. This movie is supposed to take place in Oregon, right? They uh, they actually show a sign that they go to Perigord, Oregon. Oh, I said that fucking. It's hard for somebody from Long Island to say that. Yeah, just state say, I don't even the fuck you just said it. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> um, do you think it looks like the the Northwest, or does it look like, it looks like fucking, California? <laughs> yeah, it looks like California to me in this one, right? Yeah. From what I can tell, anyways. Even in the first movie, like there's certain parts where it looks like they're in the fucking desert. It's like, it's like that in Oregon. They got deserts up there. Like the bar looks like it's legitimately like in the wild west town, right? Yeah. <laughs> so something that I looked up and I was pretty surprised when I found out is they had three seventy-one barracudas in this movie. No oh, shit, Cuda, baby. Yeah, there was three of them. There was like the hero one. There was like a stunt one, and then there was the one that was ready to explode. I want oh boy, any of them? Give me <laughs> one barracuda. And the one that actually explodes. Something that always like, well, it kind of makes me laugh is when Mike goes to the trunk to try to get like the weapons and like the bags of shit before freeing Reggie. 
Uh, I'm always like, wow, those bags are covered in gasoline right now. Oh, <laughs> like, totally. Absolutely yeah. <laughs> soaked in gas. Like, that's dangerous as fuck. <laughs> Shit-filled that, gasoline bags. I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that scene always makes me laugh because, like, they're both at fault for the fucking car basically, like, getting knocked off the road by yeah. the tall man. Reggie is already aware of the situation. He does not shoot when he has the chance. And then stupid ass Mike, like, doesn't see this giant boulder in the way. Right? Like, what the fuck is going on there? (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's just kind of, it's just forced to move the story along. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, the stuff that's in the first one... It, it's it has this playroom because it is so you know mystical and so dreamy whereas this movie's played so straightforward that some of the stuff that's kind of like duh takes me out of it like you're absolutely right that's their fault they, there's no reasonable person would do what they do in that fucking situation <laughs> so I, I, I don't like that aspect of it I feel like that's very out of character for Reggie. Oh, a hundred percent. He's, he's not always Reggie like the take action, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. That, what's his, his like skullet and everything. Like Big Reg, what he, the hell, he dude? He, he don't fucking hesitate. He's ready to blast. I don't hesitate. <laughs> On sight. I mean, they're, what I want to know is where'd they get the grenade from? And uh, that they used that's to booby trap the window. Yeah, did they did they have that in the shop? I don't remember no them way. seeing them fucking score no. a grenade yeah, anyway. That Home Alone setup was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and they uh, they actually blow up a cat. That's what that's supposed to be. It's not a dwarf. It's a cat, and they say it <laughs> in the dialogue. But uh, that's really what it was supposed to be. Uh. What an, an unfortunate way to go. <laughs> it's like you know that dwarf that was following us. I'm glad yeah, he's yeah, yeah. alive, but that fucking cat had to go. I swear to God. Yeah, fuck that cat. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good idea for a booby trap. I wonder if that was a real thing. Booby trap. Like, was that something like that he learned from like reading an improvised <laughs> explosive? I thought you were gonna, I thought you were asking if they really blew up a cat for that scene, and I was like, Jesus no, Christ, I hope no. not. That's not an Italian movie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's no cannibals in this movie. We're fine. So what do you think about the Mike character in this movie? Do you think uh, overall it, it just doesn't match up with Mike from the first movie? Do you think it kind of yeah. you could kind of see this being that character, you know, seven years later? No, nope, or not nope. so much. Not so much at all. No. Yeah. What, so what do you think? Like he's this, he's just what's different about him? You think? Uh, this suffers like the whole like Jodie Foster not coming back. For the uh, the Silence of the Lambs sequel, you know, kind Again, of thing Julianne for me. Moore. It it totally takes me out of the story. I'm looking for a familiar face in a sequel, and I'm I mean, the only one I'm getting is is Reggie's beautiful fucking bald deliciousness. <laughs> but other than and, that, I'm and not and getting any scrim. Well, I guess scrim is still there. Okay, so like, can you like that's that's the one thing. He's the only person that you obviously couldn't recast. I think if you just bring Tall Man back. And you do a sequel that's based on a new set of people. I'll, I could get into that probably more than this. You think that would have worked better than continuing the story from pretty much the same night? Yeah, I would love to have seen yeah. like a, a a world where Tall Man is not only you know tormenting you know Mike in his dreams. He's almost like that Freddy Krueger esque character that is is also invading other people's dreams that are suffering with like. Uh, 
the loss of a loved one or something like that. And it could be like this thing that happens to people when they're going through loss that they can't cope with is they're visited by the tall man in their fucking dreams. And it's just, that would be pretty cool. It's fucking great. I think that's the way Dude. to go with it. Dude, we're gonna get we're gonna get on the phone with Don and talk I'm, to him about this. Yo, I hear he's D. pretty approachable. <laughs> yeah, dude, I enjoy I enjoy his movies, so maybe he'll uh, you know, we got maybe he'll listen to us. Yeah, we'll do it. Bad Taste Video presents <laughs> Beard. This is what you used to do, right? Phantasm Six. What? This is what you used to do. I have indeed uh, dropped bodies off at the crematory. Yeah. Uh, they do not cremate bodies in metal caskets. That is not Wood, a thing. Right? So that's a mistake that they what? It's wood caskets, right? Actually, it's like a cardboard. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. uh, yeah, yeah. So you're not burning all this extra shit. Yep. <laughs> uh, there was a couple other things like uh, the cemetery. Generally, when I worked at a cemetery, also, can you, if I pay extra, will they put some mesquite chips in with my body, or is that absolutely not? Uh, well, maybe I don't know. Maybe if it was in the in the cardboard, put it. My in dad loves if it was in your system. Give him something to remember me by. <laughs> Put it, put it in the pockets. Going yeah. in, maybe some chicken nuggets in there or something, so you smell that too. Nugget pockets. Yeah, nugget pockets. Did you check your nugget pockets? Oh. <laughs> um, also, in the cemetery, like the graves are way too narrow. Uh, when I was working at the cemetery, you would actually be able to see the casket of the grave next to you when they dug your grave out. No shit. So it was it was that close. Yeah, you would see the sides of the casket. So like this there's like plenty of space in between not happening no thanks That's finally crazy. a movie I that i could uh, that the, you could actually yeah. see the one next to it when you dug the hole yeah yeah uh it's you know they have to have space in between they put like rebar down and stuff to try to keep all like you know the earth to the side <laughs> they want people in place. fucking i mean you gotta keep Dude. them apart oh well <laughs> You never know what's going on. That's a graveyard <laughs> smash, man. That's right. That's what that song's all about. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I read also that apparently like a ton of people got into like funeral directing and shit from this movie. Oh, really? That That is part of the reason why I went to school I for that. Totally that and the reanimator for some fucking reason. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I'm a tall guy. Kid. I could totally do this. I'm a tall man. Yeah. <laughs> tall I am. I'm made for this. Maybe I'll be interdimensional one day. We'll see. <laughs> but it's really funny to me that like this caused people to go to school for that. Right, and it's not some like, oh, I'm a doctor. It's like, no, like you went to school for a fucking strange thing compared to the <laughs> average person. You know, like the average person isn't isn't trying to go for, uh, you know, any sort of work in the the coroner's office. I'm or trying to think of like or, other like <laughs> other careers people could have based off of a horror movie that they saw that would not be traditional like yeah i was thinking like oh, oh i saw reanimator i wanted to be a doctor like not like that but like you're saying Ooh. where it's like crime scene cleanup dream therapist <laughs> yeah there we anthony. go yes anthony there, there you, go. you go that's there a good go. one okay let me talk tell me about your dream beard yeah uh, uh tell me <laughs> <laughs> Just give me, give me one. I don't have dreams, man. I don't uh, dream. I, you wet your bed. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. That'd be $500, please. You could be <laughs> a, 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 a machete enthusiast who, you know, makes... I'm a lumberjack in, now. Yeah, you know, I'm really of, into machetes <laughs> at this point in my life. <laughs> It's like, oh, what? what I made love you? Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like your oh. career path is loving Danny Trejo. Yeah, like I just yeah, like to give like, him oh. back rubs and feet rubs, wherever I could do yeah. for him. Yeah, he was great in Heat. No one talks about how good he was at Heat. 
when Anthony and I did you go? You, we saw Machete together, right? We're, no, we no? saw. No, I did not see Machete with you. So when we went to go see Machete, the film of you know that was playing actually fucking broke. We thought it was part of the movie, <laughs> and awesome. it wasn't. The movie, the, the actual print broke. And they gave us like a refund and they gave us like a ticket to go see it again at like a, you know, another time. I was like, holy shit, we're all sitting there like looking at each other. All the people in the movie are obviously like fans of like that arena of movies yeah. and people where they all do shit like that in the movie. So and then like, it's oh, like, this oh, is it's a, like a this grind is a gag, house. right? This is part yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden the fucking house lights go on and you're like. Uh, yeah, this is real. It's yeah. like shit, and it was like right at the. Have you seen Machete? Oh yeah. So like right when they're like making like the army of people that go fight, and like what's her name's all like. Bah! So you're in at this point, like dude. It was it was at a point where it made sense for it to cut. You know what I mean? Like like a hero shot type <laughs> thing where somebody would have like stole the fucking frames like from that point. It was so funny because we're all just looking and then all of a sudden the house lights come on and we're like, they should have like oh, Rick roll ready for you guys just to like fucking roll on the screen yeah. just to fuck with everybody as you guys are walking. Dude, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, that's never happened to me before. That was the first and only time I've ever been in like a canceled showing of a movie. I, Has uh, that ever happened to either of you uh, guys? Now that's cool. When I went to go see I, Tanya, uh, the, uh, what's her name? The, the ice skater movie, which uh, was actually yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, we were waiting we were waiting. The movie started and then like, it just like, but it was as cool as film. The file wouldn't open. <laughs> so they told us to all leave. <laughs> and then me and me and my <laughs> wife rushed over to another theater to see it. And I think, um, I think there was another, I'm missing a huge one. Like I'm missing like one. We went to a movie at night. Like I remember us going to a, a premiere or something and it just not, didn't work. That's crazy. That sucks. Yeah. What about you, Grizz? Anything? Yeah. So, yeah, like I had a really weird experience when I went to see Avatar, uh, the blue person movie. Uh, oh, you mean you just, you, the, the thing that was weird is that you saw it? And you yeah, didn't it was just a weird experience yeah. in general. <laughs> I went to go see it in IMAX with me and my, and, and my girlfriend at the time and our friends and shit. And we're all sitting there. We're having a fun. We're watching the movie. And like all of a sudden, like these people start like freaking the fuck out a few rows behind us, and we don't know what's going oh, on. Yep. And like it continues, and more and more people are fucking freaking out. Like like freaking out or like fighting? No, like screaming and like being like get help and like really like losing it oh my to the God. point where like people were like trying to get the projectionist to like stop the movie, and they were like throwing their shoes at the fucking like projection window and shit like that. Cause I guess like somebody had a stroke from the fucking movie oh, going on and shit like that. And like, I don't know if I'm callous for this or not, but like, I mean, we left and everyone had to leave the theater and everyone was just leaving. And me and my buddy were like, but yeah, but we, we paid for the movie. We don't get to watch oh the end God, of it. Really? Like, so we went to the desk and we're like, can we get, like get a ticket for a different movie or some shit? So we just totally got a free tickets for another movie and everyone else just fucking left. I'm like, all right. Yeah. I was like, I'm trying to see the end of this. Yeah. Like I still dude, honestly, I have never seen the end of Avatar. Yeah. From the don't. point that that happened, I've never watched the end of it. Never uh, went did, back. Did, did she have a stroke because she realized James Cameron took 20 years yeah. to make this pile of yeah. shit? <laughs> I spent money. <laughs> 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 so you know you were saying before that this movie 
you know, liberally took some ideas from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Coincidentally. Dude, that is like one of the only like, that's probably, so compared to the first movie, this one has a lot of like gore scenes like that, where basically the tall man emerges from this fake Liz's back, like her spine turns into like a tall man worm thing, right? Like there's a lot of that shit in this movie. Yeah, there is, and I wish there wasn't. You know, this is like one of those weird situations where I, I, I'm a gore freak. I love it. I, I love practical effects. I just it doesn't it doesn't fit Phantasm. It, it like you said, it just kind of like it seems out of place for me. It, it seems like a Nightmare on Elm Street thing. Uh, the reason why I love the first one is because it kind of has its own mood, its own atmosphere, and this is a 180 from that. Yeah, I mean, generally with Phantasm, like your gore scenes are. You know, with the spheres, like, embedding themselves in somebody's head and fucking squirting all the blood out. And now there's that scene with the fucking priest, you know, where he ends up uh, getting the sphere in his head and his ear cut off, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, But, like, it's just not as crazy because of the, the ratings board wanted it to be less bloody. So they, you know, they had a compromise for shit like that. And unfortunately, those are the best parts of the earlier franchise movie. Uh, And unfortunately, those are the best parts of the first movie. Now, before I see you getting ready to say something, but one of the best fucking things in all of the fucking movies is from this. And that's when, like, I don't know, like the minion mortician gets the fucking ball that goes in its stomach. And works his way up and like through his throat and you see it the whole time. And then like when Mike turns his body later on, like after it stops, you see it trying to emerge from his mouth and it's caught in his jaw and his cheeks. Dude, that's a brutal looking sequence. I I love it. It's cool as fuck independently on its own. I think it's a great visual. We're watching it right now, actually, coincidentally, and it looks so fucking good. Yeah, it's really good. The gold ball, the gold sphere. Now, that's the question that I have for you guys, is how do you feel about the progression of the spheres? Like in the first movie, we see it where it's like, you know, this flying mechanism that it attaches to someone's face and it pretty basic drills into the face and it kind of drains the blood from the head and kind of thing like that and in this movie it really amps up what these fears can do they have way different abilities there's now different balls (laughs) like uh like mike just said we have a it's hard to say balls without laughing um i'm a i'm a child but uh mike was just saying that there's gold balls now and it's like there's a whole array in these balls turn out to be a key to the fucking room that leads to the dimension so like how do you guys feel overall about your balls i actually like the evolution and i feel like it makes sense in the franchise too because in the first movie he's really supposed to be starting the operation the tall man right oh, like this is like, at that point yeah so you know obviously as things progress he's going to get better at this and be able to maybe get stronger and make different things because he's you know it's been seven years since the original movie that's a long time things progress man look at your cell phone seven years ago compared to now you know so i think what a interdimensional alien being can do would the balls have wi-fi now you think dude that thing's got bluetooth (laughs) that thing's got wi-fi gps 
It links to your fucking iPad. It links to your iPhone. It's fucking great. AirDrop, AirPlay. Phantasm Balls 2021 have really changed the game, honestly. Dude, I heard you get fucking a free year Dropbox with it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, what do you think, man? Do you like the progression or would you rather the simple brain drain original Phantasm Sphere? I, you know, it's funny. Like, I agree with Grizz earlier about how, like, I'm not a bigger fan of the sequels. Like, I'm not saying they're bad, but I do think, like, the updated, like, kills with the spheres actually make this one a little bit more watchable for me. Not saying the movie's not watchable. Things I kind of enjoy are actually, I actually, things I don't have issue with are the kills yeah. with the spheres. They so, do a good job. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good, good progression. I think that's like a plus side of the movie, to be they honest. They also don't overdo it. No, I feel like it's not like everybody's getting killed with a sphere. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, there's multiple minions in the movies. Yeah. There's the little you know, hooded Jawa looking creatures. There's the mortician looking guys. There's the guys with the gas masks that you see in the first movie too. You see all this stuff throughout the the whole franchise. Uh, I like that. They all kind of have a different job. You know what I mean? Like the guys with the gas masks are like heavies. You know, the one in this one has a huge chainsaw and he has a chainsaw fight with Reggie. Yeah. So Reggie hits him in the nuts with it, which yeah. is a terrifying thing to think about. It's right? brutal. Yeah. <laughs> dude, dude, Reggie hits that guy in the nuts with the chainsaw and then with like a 12 inch fucking like drill bit right into his armpit too. Mm. That guy takes a ton of abuse. Jesus Christ. Just thinking about that. Just thinking about damage. It. Those, oh. t- dude, those two damage like areas are just uh, yeah. yeah yeah that's like a fulci eye thing you know what i mean like armpits and nuts please the scene i would have loved to have seen now that we're talking about like the progression of the balls is a uh like you know freddy krueger workbench type scene of tall man like assembling the fucking actual spheres in like some kind of shop or something like that like creating these things yeah. Later on in the franchise, bro, you see shit like that. Oh, really? Yeah, you see them opened up and stuff. Like, I like that. It's cool. See, yeah, it's cool. To it. Dude, have you ever seen? Have you seen the later ones or not? Really? I haven't seen the last one, and the uh, third five, one like has been a long time. Honestly, it's been years since I've watched this one too. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, you start seeing like inside the balls, like there's a fucking little brain in it, like, uh, and it's uh, all it's, fucking I don't like cool. That. Never mind. Uh, I ruined, they ruined it. it. They ruined it. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry. Goddamn brain. It's actually in a ball. chicken noodle soup. Yeah, it's actually it's, 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 it's Campbell's flying Cuisinart. I think people call it or yeah. whatever. Campbell's. <laughs> I like in that. You know, I think uh, Greg Nicotero. I think did the effects in this. In this one, no. K and B, fucking famous ass fucking motherfucker. What else did he do? I think he did some Nightmare on Elm Street shit, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah, probably. I would, it doesn't yeah. surprise me because a lot of it looks, I mean, it looks quintessential, like, prime 80s effects. Don't Day get me wrong, day. like, the graphics look great in this movie. The gore is great. It's just not what I would, uh, not what I would have chosen for the series in my direction choice of it. But I, it does look fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't get us wrong. You know, I, I wouldn't say this movie's a fucking terrible movie. You're not going to watch it and be like, wow, I just wasted my time. You're just going to probably, if you're not a fan of the whole series, you're probably just going to be like, oh man, like that wasn't really like the first one. You know what I mean? I feel like that's the only problem with this. It doesn't exactly fit, uh, you know, even though it takes place the day after, well, that night and like the preceding years after, it doesn't really feel, feel like it's like the same story. 
You know, you know there's also because like a, Jody's not really mentioned too much. Like, there's a lot of comparisons that we made to Nightmare on Elm Street, and, and another one I think too is that this being the second in line of this series is very similar to Nightmare Two, where it has its wow, own place yeah. in the series. It's kind of set apart from everything yeah. else, and it it, it is it's, it's it's a standalone that is kind of weird in a way. It's different. It's got a different vibe than all the other. Totally ones. different vibe. And I agree with that, because as you go into the franchise, it becomes more confusing. This is the most linear one. Like, this is the most, you know, A, it's a road B, movie. C, D. It's a slasher. Yeah. That's how this feels. Yeah. Supernatural slasher. Not even... so more, more supernatural... Here we go. I would put this in the same realm as something like Cobra, where it's like an action movie oh, yeah. with horror movie shit in it. Yes. Where like Cobra has, you know, the it's like a serial killer and it's like scary. It's not like a fucking wacky serial but killer action kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, but but it's really like a cop movie, you I know, but that. it's realistic. Where like this one is it's a revenge movie. Yeah. This this guy, both of them have lost everything because of this guy. And all they can do is try to go stop him before he fucking takes over the world. Like, it's a sci-fi action movie, really. Yeah. Maybe? I, I, I Part think two, that nails sci-fi? It. Yeah, I think that nails it. How about that? That's you why go. you don't like it. You don't like fucking sci-fi movies, I hate sci-fi dude. movies, dude. Shit. But I love Phantasm, oh, yeah. the original. And that's got, that's, I think that's pretty sci-fi. You like Blade that's Runner? probably as close as I get to the, the genre, honestly. What about Jason X? Ooh. Maybe Leprechaun in Space. You, I don't know about Jason I know Jason you fuck X. with that. I know you fuck with that stuff. Come on, man. <laughs> Yo, Jason X, right? So overall, guys, give me your final thoughts on Phantasm 2. There's uh, there's like so much we could say about this movie. I'm, you know, as many things as I've said about it, I do enjoy it. I think yeah. you should watch it. I'm a fan, P-H-A-N, of the whole uh, franchise. I'm a collector of all things Phantasm, the fucking original soundtrack, all the movies. I watched a screener for this soundtrack that I've never seen anybody else have. Even on this one, uh, great soundtrack. Yeah, it's more of like an updated version of the original. It's not as like disco sounding, but it's still good. A little bit more electronic, a little bit more upbeat. Yeah. But I definitely think you should watch it. I think you should, you know, it doesn't matter if you watch it on tape or, you know, it's on demand. It's probably somewhere. It's on probably YouTube. I don't know. But I think you should definitely watch it. Uh Anthony, what do you think? Uh, I definitely, it's by no means a bad movie. It's just like, I'm not a fan of the Phantasm sequels, but it's definitely a really cool, it was like, I had a lot of fun watching it. Uh-huh. Uh, like a rewatch of it, to be honest. Um, yeah, for All me. The, the poop fetus. The poop fetus. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the first one way more, but it's still a fun movie. I think, I think it's like a good, uh, like what you said before, it was like, it's a little weird with the with the uh, with a uh, with a role change, but also the gap in time, yeah. really kind of stands out because I feel like it falls in a place where it's like, it's like not like a short seven years. It's like that gap of time between the. It's like a lot has changed. Yeah. So it's like kind of feel like this is like kind of a, a guinea pig sequel. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, like when I just say it's like a test kind of thing and which way they were gonna go with and, the franchise. And think about this, as you said before, it's not only are they trying to make a sequel to the movie. Universal's looking to build a franchise off of a sequel. Like they oh, didn't yeah, like a cult, like a cult it, movie. It wasn't like Phantasm. Like it's not like Nightmare on Elm Street was a huge. Like it was like oh, it's a huge sex. Let's build a franchise. They were like yeah. Phantasm happened. They crossed their arms and they went. 
okay, well, we need a horror franchise. What do we have? Oh, yeah, Phantasm. It. Let's force it. Which, which, you know, happened. P-H-O-R-C-E. Yeah. <laughs> which uh, which, which kind of happened with another comic book uh, franchise recently, just saying, for the past five years. <laughs> Can't force it, even with an extra $35 million. Chris? <laughs> This has a gr- great elements to it. I mean, I've, I've definitely, you know, maybe leaned towards the negative side on this movie uh, throughout the show tonight, but there is a lot of great things that I think are worth watching for this movie. The practical effects alone look beautiful. They, they're well done. Uh, the lighting in this film is, is really great. There's some, some cool scenes that I think are, are worth watching. I think it could be edited down. I, I hate love stories and all this kind of bullshit that is not necessary for like? me. <laughs> no self fi no love stories? I'm Come a, on. I'm a soulless human being. You're a cold soul. You don't like Blade Runner? Uh, I think altogether, it's got great elements. I probably would watch this once every five years and be happy with it. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think, that was last, I think the last time I saw this one was 2008. I'm yeah. just going to call Grizz every five years be like, all right, dude, you got to I was Phantasm 2. Phantasm 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your robot arms? Also, <laughs> watch them too. Like it was good, but it's going to be another five years for me. I think. <laughs> One thing, there's two things that before we go to the video Dropbox, I forgot to mention, and I want to add it here. Two things that are awesome. One makes me laugh. One is just legit awesome. Legit awesome. Uh, when they take down the tall man at the end with a troke car uh, in his back and the pump filled with acid. Awesome melt sequence. Great melt. I, Un- yeah, we have to. Yeah, that melt sequence. Forgotten melt sequence. one of the best melt sequences ever. Yeah, ten out, ten, out, ten out of ten melt sequence there. Second thing that makes me laugh. In the opening uh, monologue where we see Liz's diary, there's drawings, right? Awesome drawings. Until you see... <laughs> the a michael baldwin child and then like the fucking like now mike mike now as like a teenager <laughs> looks like a completely different person yeah. and it cracks me the fuck up so it looks like a fucking even... baseball mitt and then it looks like the fucking adult over here <laughs> it's so funny to me i don't know i just had to mention those before we go but yeah you're right dude the melt I, yeah one more time that melt sequence fucking awesome just watch that Add alone the list. you got you got your money's worth from this movie when we do the Bad Taste Awards at the end, we're going to have to have this on the list. Yeah. Best uh, forgotten melt sequence in a movie. I like it. Let's do it. All right, let's head over to the video drop box. Okay, we are back in the video Dropbox with something I'm very excited to do. I feel like I'm always excited to do these movies, and I guess it makes sense because we are curating what we're picking. So uh, We will be revisiting the Peter Jackson catalog with the 1990, hmm, what would you say, two or three, depending where you lived, uh, classic Brain Dead, a.k.a. Dead Alive. A what would you what would what do you call it splat stick? It's a splat stick uh, trashter piece, oh. fucking gororama that is everything you could possibly love in film. 
buckets and buckets of blood. No Todd sheets to be found, unfortunately. You no. know, but uh, <laughs> some very in- interesting zombie kills. Some very gross shit in this movie. Uh, let's hit the trailer, and then we're gonna talk probably a lot about this. <laughs> On this picturesque block, in this manicured home, something evil, something terrifying, something horrifying, is haunting Lionel. His mother. I thought I told you to spray this house. The place is infested with bourbon. Although she was a little strict. Look at this dust. It's an intrinsic. He never wished her any harm. You look after me like that. Until... <laughs> Your mother's dead, Lionel. Now, whatever mom's got... Who's the mother? ...has caught on with the neighbors. She's been bitten! You can pray. Oh. You can plead. You can beg for mercy. But nothing you can do will stop. Because how do you kill something that's already dead? Trimark Picture presents a modern masterpiece of horror. Your mother is a girl! Dead alive. Party's over. Dead Alive, a movie that I actually saw when I was pretty young, maybe like high school, actually. I think I first saw this movie. Grizz, I know you're a huge fan yeah. of this movie, right? This is probably like the, f- like if, if people associate you with like zombie and phantasm, this is the this one is film yours. people associate with me. This is my favorite horror film. Uh, you know, it's always a toss up between this and Evil Dead, but uh, Dead Alive will always just notch out a little bit above. It's fucking amazing. The very, very, very entertaining uh, Peter Jackson yep. putting on pretty much uh, like a master class of making a disgusting, over the top, yet funny, entertaining zombie movie with a very limited budget. That's a yeah. perfect way this, to put it. Dude, That you get, well, here we go. So Phantasm 2, $3 million budget. Dead Alive, $3 million budget. Couple years apart, maybe we'll see who does it better, right? Who uses three mil uh, more effectively? It's another, it's another blockbuster cover movie too. Like this is like another classic VHS cover movie. Now, here's something I want to. You know what, Anthony? I'm so glad you brought that up. I remember, I remember the, it being one of the first horror movie covers I've ever saw when I was a kid. When I used to see this in. Uh, the video store, you know, there was yeah. there was one of the video stores actually had a poster of it. Yeah, but always, yeah. I here's something that really makes me laugh now. When I was a kid, this scared the shit out of me. Agreed. The cover looks scary as hell. It's scary. Meanwhile, if I saw the movie, I would have loved it yep. because it's literally just like an. It's not scary. The movie. It's yeah. so over the top that it's just funny. It's like fucking a Jim Henson zombie movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And being a, a fucking a. a 
you know, uh, a teenager in America, you know, being a young teenager in America and finding, you know, you're a horror fan and you pick this up and it's just, it's this fucking weird New Zealand, just like it, everything feels foreign about it, but it's brilliant and it's gory. It would have completely changed. And this movie did change my course of, of, uh, of film watching completely once I saw this and I can yeah. imagine seeing it when I was younger even so and having it warp my twisted brain even more back then would probably be even better Yeah. now here's what's funny like I remember seeing this movie and then like you have the Lord of the Rings coming out and everything it's like wait a second this guy like the, the dead alive guy who's making well, the Lord of the Rings like, yeah, it what? happens <laughs> and he pulled that off too he's even, doing the Beatles movie now there you go guy Shh. does everything yeah. Renaissance man, Please. Real, um, real Renaissance man. I would I love remember, for him yeah. to do a fucking horror movie again. I would love for one more horror movie. He probably will, like at some point for sure. I think he'll do one yeah. eventually. With with like with all these bigger guys, like when I say bigger guys, like all these like younger independent directors that are like getting picked up by a twenty four. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Like the bigger movie companies are like hey we need like a good horror movie there's that's a market like fresh yeah yeah there's a market dude it's weird we're in a time now where bigger movie companies are competing with a24 and like yeah. these independent like broke like these companies that t- pick up these independent films that are like fucking great well yeah. if you think about it really like a24 is pretty much advertising to people that are around our age yeah right of course. like probably 20s to 30s right yeah um now who pretty much spends their whole day on the internet that age group so it's like free advertising just because of the demographic like your dad isn't going on reddit and talking about a movie he saw but like we would you know what i mean Mm -hmm. or like or like posting on your instagram account that like oh i saw this movie's fucking awesome like older people aren't going to do that no my dad's still writing into penthouse about the movies that he's watching (laughs) (laughs) so like these a24 movies are going to get like way more coverage just from that you know what yeah. I mean? I really feel like it's because of like the way that they market and who they market to that it actually expands the uh, advertising that they get compared to a lot of mainstream movies where somebody like me who doesn't like I don't have a cable box. So like I don't watch regular TV, so I don't really see like, you know, commercials, commercials for big movies coming out, you know, like st- like I'm watching the Justice League thing. The well, new I think- one. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck movie is this from in the beginning? Like, I didn't even know that there was another, you yeah. know, like, well, I think that this whole, like the, the pandemic and the, the decline of movie theaters in general, I think is going to force some of these bigger studios to start rethinking the movies that they're putting out now, because, uh, when you have the ability to, to, to put movies out at the same time, at the same basic level as a giant studio when you're a smaller studio such as premiering it on amazon or netflix or something like that you're really giving your audience such a bigger fucking scope because it's like yeah this small movie is now being seen by the same amount of people who are going to be seeing you know coming to america and shit like that you know now they're going to be seeing this little independent horror film pop up on the same feed as these big blockbusters so they're going to have to rethink what they're doing a little bit i watched this documentary this uh, this director John Cassavetes who was like known as like the king indie, indie director king and he had an interview in the 80s where he predicted like A24 where he predicted that like that like sooner or later these movie the technology is going to catch up where like independent film is going to be 
side by side with major motion pictures. We're right there. And, and, well, and look at independent films are like so beautifully and clear but, and crystal down. Not they don't look like you know what they used to look. I'm like. I'm just gonna you know? say, yeah. this isn't something new. Look at fucking yeah. Miramax. Look yeah, exactly. At, yeah, look at, no, I know. New, look at New Line. Yeah, New Line. Like that was yeah. not a mainstream distributor. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? These people just managed to get like a really successful exactly. movie Cannon. and built the whole movie. Yeah, dude, you built yeah. the whole uh the whole business over one just movie. because of one movie. Now you're fucking yeah. you're rolling. That's all yeah. it takes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I told you earlier, that's what Coppola and Lucas did. They wanted to they wanted they started that production company together. They said, "Let's just do one big blockbuster to fund all our independent projects." Yeah. And also yeah. one thing I'm also going to say is I feel like people around, you know, that are going to watch an A24 type movie or whatever yeah. are more likely to also pay to watch it at their house if yeah. they have to. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll pay the, I'll pay the 20 bucks to rent it, like just I, to see it. I did that for Minari. Dude, this, I did the, it for Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, like, yeah. you just yeah. you just right. But you understand that if you want these things to be made, you got to fucking it. fund yeah. them. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the way it is. Don't be a dick and go pirate that stuff when it's literally you know on your computer on your computer on your tv just yeah, pay the I money mean, and speaking of which we have a patreon account that you can go to oh there you go good a bunch of great <laughs> yeah i've been fucking Dumping. updating the fuck of that man hell yeah i've been updating the fuck out of that i've been putting a lot of stuff on there uh <laughs> you know it's it's hard sometimes because where i host them uh you know, sometimes they don't like some of the yeah. things that you put on there, but uh, it's you worth know, your money me. right now. I'm telling you yeah. that. Yeah, I'm putting things on there that you're not going to find uh, just Googling, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, we don't, and we don't want any uh, narcs, so we're going to yeah. make you pay to see it. And it's, <laughs> it's not a lot. It's a couple of bucks. You know, it's it helps support us, and it's not like you're getting anything out of it. You're going to get some fucking super cool underground content. Yep. And uh, we got you know some horror stuff we got some wrestling stuff that you're not gonna find or at least not at that quality uh it's pretty pretty entertaining I might even upload some home videos you don't even you know there you go. oh man he's gonna be buffalo billing all over that thing <laughs> damn right that's extra 10 bucks a month though yeah so anthony where could they find you on the internet a Bassini on instagram and grizz where can they find you kane underscore enabler and you can find me at bad taste video and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com Please uh, leave a good review. Rate us five stars. Let us know what you think. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, anything else, guys? Anything? Um, no, that's it. No? No? Wrap it up. Going? Going? Gone. Gone. See you later. Also, go listen to the Mike Awesome theme song. It's really funny. <laughs> no, I'm just going to play it right We're now. Play that shit right now. Yeah, I'm going to play that shit right now. All right. See you later.
What they say